and welcome to Children Rooted in Christ, a podcast for mothers dedicated to teaching our children more about their Savior. By listening to interviews with inspiring women, we will learn how to nurture a deep and rooted love of Christ in not only our hearts, but also the hearts of our children. I am Alexis Twitchell, and thank you for joining me on this journey toward Christ. You're listening to episode 9, All Things Point to Him. The past few weeks, I have felt a push to release a solo episode to share some of the things that I have been experiencing and had to go through in this crazy year of 2020. I mean, we've all had that, but I've learned some deep lessons. And to sum those lessons up, I learned that there's symbolism for and of Christ in all things. And it is up to us individually to be prepared and have the eyes to see the symbolism of him in our own mortal experiences. In those very different life experiences, we get glimpses. And I want to put a huge emphasis on the glimpses of Christ and his sacrifice for us so that we can have the slightest understanding in our limited and mortal minds to reflect and ponder on what he had to endure and sacrifice to give us the gift of life and happiness beyond this fallen state. Once we have the eyes to see him deeply in our own lives, we will then be able to identify and show our children the symbolism of him in their lives. I want to start out first with a story is a little personal to me and I'm only sharing this because it taught me something very valuable about Christ. This year I had the opportunity, we'll say, to be one of those mothers with the perfect timing to give birth in the breakout of a pandemic. Not in the middle of the pandemic where more knowledge had been gained about the virus or clear and steady procedures were in place but right as it was coming out and it was spreading fast. Along with that, my fear was spreading fast. (laughs) No one knew much and that fear was a reality for me. I didn't know if I would be able to have anyone aside from doctors and medical staff to be in the birth process with me to help support me. And I most certainly did not know if I was going to be exposed to the virus and then have to be quarantined and separated from my child after birth. Everything was unknown. Not to mention the fear with my pregnancy that didn't start with a pandemic. It started long before that. This was a pregnancy that came after a miscarriage for me. So it was near and dear to my heart. And the pain of losing that child was in the forefront of my mind all the time. Then at 20 weeks, um, my baby's heart showed an echogenic foci. And that's just a fancy word for a bright spot on his heart in the ultrasound. Doctors had no answers for that really, except that if it showed up with some coupled factors in a 28 week ultrasound, it would then be highly likely that my baby would be born with Down syndrome. But no one knew and no one could give me answers. Um, We could get answers, but that would bring in the factor of potentially harming the baby. And that was not in the game for us. 
So after much fear from the once again unknown, I fell at peace with the possibility of having a perfectly healthy baby or raising a perfect child with Down syndrome. And then at 33 weeks, my body started going into labor way too soon. And I was in and out of the hospitals almost in the middle of the night, every night for about two weeks there to get steroid shots for his lungs and then medicine to stop the contractions that I later found out I was allergic to and kept dropping my blood pressure. (laughs) At 38 weeks, labor couldn't be stopped anymore and our sweet little Dax was coming, but not without more fear and unknown for me. As I progressed and contractions got strong, there was too much stress on his heart. And at every single peak of those contractions, we watched his heart rate drop fast until it wasn't there anymore. And then as the contraction eased, his heart rate slowly rise back up. And that was a breaking point for me. The nurse got very quiet and called the doctor to get to the hospital fast and to ask what else could what else she could do. And my doctor got there very quickly and then helped to deliver a perfectly healthy little baby. He was placed on my chest. And he was so content that the doctors couldn't even get him to cry and clear the fluid out of his lungs because he just didn't want to. He was fine. Now we named him Dax Lane after my grandfather, who is a huge role model for me and has always been the epitome of a peacemaker in my life, but also the many lives of those around him. That is something I always admired of him. And just like that, Dax came into my arms and I was overwhelmed with peace from every single concern I had in that pregnancy and every trial I faced leading up to his arrival. It wasn't until just recently that I put the symbolism and connection together of this experience as I wrote down my birth story and reflected on these things. It was something I'd been prompted to do over and over again and I pushed off and pushed off and when I did it, That connection came for me because Christ is that peace and he is what can ease any hardship. If we turn to him and embrace and also nourish our connection and relationship with him, I'm reminded of that scripture where he speaks and says, fear not for I am with you. And he was with me every step of the way. So that was my first lesson of the symbolism of Christ in my life in the weeks leading up to this episode. The second lesson came in a much smaller moment with my other child, but was nonetheless just as important. This night in particular was one of those nights that I didn't have anything left to give. I was even more exhausted from the day than I normally am. Both of my little boys went to bed at the regularly scheduled time, only to wake up a few hours later. Easton, who usually never wakes up after going to bed, woke up and asked for a drink of water. Luckily, I got I go to bed with water by my bedside every night. And after taking the sip of the water, it spilled all down the front of his pajamas. 
And if you know my little Easton, he cannot stand water on his clothes at all. So I silently prayed that he was tired enough that he would not notice. But to my dismay, <laughs> he did take notice and started throwing a fit instantly. That ultimately led to him waking up the baby. And I'm laughing about it now, but it was not funny in the moment. <laughs> I had dread thinking about the time it would take to have to put them both back to sleep again. So I pushed his concerns aside and hoped that we could all get to bed soon, especially because I was the only one who had not fallen asleep yet. I got them all back to sleep with some great effort on my part. And then I was able to prepare myself for bed with my nightly routine. Now in my nightly routine, I have to take a pill right before bed and I have to take it right before I go to sleep. Otherwise, I can't fall asleep because it instantly affects the activity level in my brain. So as I go to take this sip of water to swallow the pill from the exact same cup that Easton drank from earlier, I felt a rush of water everywhere down the front of my shirt. And in every other circumstance, I would have thought something like, you have got to be kidding me. I can never get a break. I just want to go to sleep. And I kind of did think that for just a split second. But then this thought came into my head and clear as day. You had to experience that so you would know the feeling and experience of distress that Easton just felt. And that hit me to the core, right? Because I had just disregarded what he was feeling, like, let's go to bed. And those words came into my head. It was two in the morning. <laughs> But my heart was turned immediately to Christ, to an even deeper understanding of his sacrifice for me, that he knew exactly my distress, my concerns, everything, because he too experienced what I experienced. He has also experienced every distress, even though sometimes they may feel small to us as parents that our children feel. And he cares very deeply about them. So as I reflected on the symbolism of Christ that I experienced that night, my thoughts returned to the lyrics of a song that I love. More holiness give me, more pain at his grief, more savior like thee. And we know that we're expected to become more like Christ in all that we do. But that also includes showing more pain at our children's griefs. And as mentioned in one of the previous episodes, we are Christ's hands here on earth. And more specifically, we are his hands for our children to comfort them, to show grief for them, showing that we understand them. So can we not be more like our savior and show our children more tears for their sorrow? I certainly know that I can do better. And I could go on and on about how I've seen the symbolism of Christ in my life through almost every experience because all things point to him. It happens way more often than I make the effort to see. But I want to mention one more thing that I have seen in motherhood in going through motherhood, in reflecting on motherhood, and seeing other women. 
As mothers, we are asked and required to sacrifice a lot for our children. And this goes for every mother, even those mothers who have not yet had the physical experience of bearing children. You are still making a very hard and emotionally taxing sacrifice. I have been there at a time in my life, and I see that and I feel for you because it is hard and a huge sacrifice. And for those mothers who have had the physical experience of bearing children, you know how physically demanding and burdensome that task can be on a body. Some bodies experience tearing of skin, some are cut open, some bleed, and experience death or come very close to death. And not to mention the immense physical pain a mother withstands to willingly bring a precious little soul into mortality, to life. And in this aspect of our lives, women have an ever so slightly deeper glimpse. And once again, for the sacred nature of this topic, I stress the word glimpse into what Christ sacrificed himself to bring all of our souls into eternal life. His skin was pierced by nails and he bled from every pore and experienced pain that no one can comprehend. And then he gave up his life. And now his resurrected and perfected body has scars engraved on his palms and his feet so that he will forever remember the sacrifice that he willingly made for us to receive eternal life. Now I want you to take some time to ponder that, that connection that you have with Christ and let it strengthen your appreciation for him and relationship with him. There is symbolism of Christ in all things. There really is, if you have the eyes to see it. It is simply a matter of creating a mindset to see that symbolism of him in all things. And then once we can clearly see that on a regular basis, we can then teach that same mindset to our children. One example to foster this um, in my children that I love to ask is the question of what do you think Jesus wants you to learn from this experience that you had to go through? Really connecting that Christ knows their pains and using that as a means to connect Christ and our child together. We need to help our children develop the eyes to see their Savior in everything that they experience. And with that being said, I would like to extend a challenge to everyone listening because we all need to develop better eyes to see him by looking for the symbolism of him in each day and then writing down each night what you saw and what you learned about Christ. I have been amazed as I have developed my own eyes to see and would love to hear from you and your experiences, what you've learned. So I'm going to be doing something a little new for an episode here in the near future. I would love to have listeners call into this number and leave a message sharing what you have learned as you've looked for the symbolism of Christ in your life as it pertains to parenting your children. 
I will then compile all of the messages into another podcast episode later down the road. And I would love it even more if you had your children share, call in and share something of their own experiences. And if you're interested in sharing, don't feel like you have to, but I would love it. And I think so many people could benefit from what you have to say. Call into this number. It's 435-227-5716. And then leave a voicemail with your message for our future podcast episode. Thank you for listening to Children Rooted in Christ. I hope that you felt uplifted and inspired by the messages shared. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to share it with others. Follow us on Instagram at Children Rooted in Christ. Subscribe or leave a review. Apply and follow what you have learned this week. Write down and act on the impressions you felt while listening. You are an amazing mother and here's till next week.